This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Hey, it's Frank Caliendo, and I'll be back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, Miss- I should have fixed this. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, for the fourth annual Last for Life comedic event. Mississippi, of course, home of Morgan Freeman and Brett Favre. August 2nd, might have said that already, and we'll see you there. Hakuna Potato. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I'm Jamie Arrington. Jason will be joining the show momentarily. If this is your first time listening to the show, we are here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We have a new director of athletics, Jeremy McLean. This week, we're going to get into that and more. We had weekend sweeps in softball and baseball. You had the spring preview this past weekend. You had the garage sale, football, baseball, softball jerseys, pants, cleats, workout gear. I racked up at the garage sale. I got a, I got the black jersey, the Batman jerseys. I got a number 25, I got a 9, and I got a 70. So you got to feel good about that. <laughs> Vote for To The Top Talk for Best Local Podcast in this year's Best of the Pine Belt Awards. Voting begins right now. FestivalSouth.org. Vote early. Vote often. Do it for bump. Also, Patreon.com slash To The Top Talk if you want to help support the show. All right. Some of the scores from this past week. In in Southern Miss Baseball, on Friday, April the 5th, the Golden Eagles defeated the Marshall Thundering Herd by a score of 10-3. to and then they had a doubleheader on Saturday because of anticipated weather, winning four to three and eleven to ten. The Golden Eagles, after the sweep, are twenty and nine on the season, ten and two in Conference USA, and the RPI has creeped back up to thirty-eight. It's Tuesday, April the 9th. The Golden Eagles will be taking on Ole Miss at Trustmark Park in Pearl, Mississippi, at six p.m. Then we'll head to FIU for a three-game series beginning Friday. April the 16th at 6.30 p.m. Southern Miss Softball also with a three-game sweep of UTSA, winning game one, three to nothing, game two, eight to two, and then game three, four to one to cap it off. The Lady Eagles softball team now sits at 22 and 16 on the year, eight and seven in Conference USA. For her efforts, Southern Miss pitcher Abby Trahan named Conference USA Pitcher of the Week for the second time this season. Softball team will be taking on Mississippi Valley State at home this Wednesday night, April 10th at 6 p.m. before heading to Birmingham for a three-game series beginning this Saturday, April 13th at 3 p.m. All right, Southern Miss football had a scrimmage this past weekend that you, uh, if you came out to the spring preview festivities you can check it out but the actual spring game is going to be taking place 
this Saturday, April 13th, beginning at 11.30 a.m. at M.M. Roberts Stadium. The coach of the gold team, the honorary coach, Reggie Collier. The honorary coach of the black team, Brett Favre. The spring game presented by Powerade. <laughs> if you're a former Golden Eagle football player that was a teammate of Collier or a teammate of Favre, you're asked to join your respective teammate on the sidelines during that contest. Keep in mind, this is a free event. No charge. Come out and support the Golden Eagle football team. And I'm really curious hearing a lot of good things about this football team. Really curious to see what they look like when the pads come on and kind of get a taste of what we're going to see this fall. The baseball, the beach, um, excuse me, the beach volleyball squad will also play William Carey at 1.30 and 3.30 p.m. The beach volleyball courts right next to the Payne Center and admission is free to those as well. So Jason lined up a great interview. You, you guys are really going to enjoy this one. We got one of the players off the Southern Miss basketball team for the past few years. He's a guy that you can't help but love. He's a guy that plays with heart. He does it all. So here's Jason with Cortez Edwards. All right, on the line with us now, former Golden Eagle basketball star from Kissimmee, Florida. Went to Osceola High School. All-time leader in steals in USM program history, came to Hattiesburg in 2015 and has been one of my favorite players to watch ever since. He's ultra-athletic, tireless motor on the court, tremendous talent. Welcome to the show, Cortez Edwards. What's up, buddy? Not too much, man. Just living life, you know, trying to graduate. Absolutely, man. Um, well, it took me about six years, so you're probably going to beat me. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, but... I'm almost finished. I'm almost complete. So, so you came to um, well, first of all, in in that open right there, I said former Golden Eagle. Has that even sunk in yet? How's that feel to you? Uh, it's it's, it's still kind of weird, you know, like going to the workouts. I mean, going to going to the gym and like not working out with the guys, like the team workout, and doing like individual stuff. So that's a little oh. different. Yeah, I mean, it's such a regimented life for, for, for student athletes and folks that are listening, uh, right now, you know, they may not know exactly what that entails, but, um, but, you know, it, it's from the time you step on campus, it's a very regimented thing. I mean, you get up, you got workouts, you got school, you got practice, you got, and then when the season hits, you know, you're all over the country and, uh, in our conference at least. And, um, and when it's over, you know, uh, not that basketball is completely over for you yet, but but when that's over, it's got to be just kind of weird getting up every day. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've kind of been on a similar regiment, but you know, just not with the team. It's been a more personal thing, so that's what that's the most. Uh, it's just a little different, but still kind of the same. Right, right. So, of your time in Hattiesburg, um, if you had to sum up your time in Hattiesburg in a few words. How how would you go about that? Uh, I would describe it as uh, I made a lot of growth. That's what I would say. Right, you know, and coming out of uh, coming out of Kissimmee, Florida, um, that's a long way from home, man. What, what was it like that? Uh, what, what was it? What was it that brought you to Southern Miss? And 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 what did you like about it? And maybe dislike about it once you got to campus? Well, like Kissimmee, Florida is like right out, right outside Orlando, so. It's basically the city, so it's a lot faster, it's a lot faster paced, like life is just faster. Mm-hmm. So here, I feel like, you know, I could control everything that I was doing, you know, like focus on school and basketball, really. 
It's just, I feel like, you know, a lot of tradition and stuff. Sure. But really, I feel like I could focus and uh, be successful here. So, yeah, that was my biggest point to why I chose to come. Cool, man. Well, we're all super glad that you did, uh, especially me. <laughs> um, so, you come here in 2015. That's your freshman year. And, um, you know, you saw court action immediately. Um, got out there just right out of the gate. Um, news of the sanctions and all that, I don't think it come out yet. Um so as far as like when you're being recruited um, outside of the tradition and, and, and getting away from home and having that, you know, that slower pace to life and everything was just getting on the court quickly, a big selling point to you as far as recruiting goes. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't the type of guy who, uh, like I wanted to play like immediately, but if it didn't happen, I wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have really made a difference, but, I definitely thought I could play, and uh, coach gave me the chance. But yeah, it it was a big uh, point in my uh, decision process for sure. And so, did, did you know anybody on campus when you came here? Like I said, I mean, it's pretty far from home, Orlando. What's that? That's eight, nine hour drive, or somewhere along yep. those lines. Um, you probably didn't have any friends in Hattiesburg yet. I mean, outside of the coaches that recruited you. Um, I mean, what was that like stepping on campus for the first time? Well, it was it wasn't as bad as as you think, cause like as an athlete, you're like always with your teammates. So and we had a lot of new guys, so like we were always together. So it kind of made the transition easier when you got a when none of you like another guys, all of you is uh, what I'm trying to say, all of us were new to this situation. So it made it easier just by hanging together, and then we you know made friends from that. Sure thing, man. Well, you know, and looking at the stats here from that first year, um, you got into a bunch of games, but there, there's one stat that, I mean, is this right, that you were perfect on free throws until the last attempt of the season? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, you you might not have known that was going to be your last attempt, but looking back on it, man, you could have had 100% next to that number, you know, in the stat column for your freshman yeah. year. <laughs> not, I actually knew, like I knew I knew immediately. Oh. I didn't shoot. I think I, I only shot 12. So I knew. Mm-hmm. I was 11 for 11, the last one. And, like, it just bounced out. I was upset. <laughs> and then we lost. We lost to a buzzer beater, so it made it weird. Oh, goodness. Um, how many free throws can, can you make in a row? Like, what's what's your personal record? Have you ever have you ever done that? Uh, like in the gym, just like, messing around? Yeah, I think, I think mine's like 30 or 30s. No, no, no. Between thirty and forty, I can't remember. It wasn't it wasn't too long ago, but I was really excited. You and Ladavius Drain go to the free throw line right now. Who makes more in a row? Uh, I think I, I think I'll I think I can take one. I think so too. I think so too, man. You get that quick, you get that quick setup, and maybe that's got something to do with it. Um, people that watch you play, at least I noticed it through the years. Um, you don't take a lot of time. Seems like you get you have a really quick, a really quick. Um, uh, rhythm and a really quick uh, just approach to shooting that free throw, free throw, and it kind of stays the same. And you just get up there and you do it. Is there is there something behind that? Do you not want to let the crowd get to you, or um, do you just do everything you know quickly? No, it's uh, really just just practicing. That was that was my little routine. Just one dribble, spin it, you know, take my little deep breath, and then that's all I needed. It yeah. wasn't like that in high school. But when I got here, like when I first got here, actually, my freshman year in practice, I was the worst free throw shooter ever. 
Huh. But uh, Coach Coach Cox, like we would shoot a hundred every day, and I was like horrible. I don't know why, but I was horrible. Like <laughs> and, uh, Coach Cox, who was in my freshman year, we we put in a lot of work, so where I could go eleven for twelve, and uh, that's what that's where that came from. Just you know, not I had I had a lot of movement in my free throw, so we just cut out all the extra movement and just made it made it simple, so I kept it that way. Right, man. Just take that deep breath and knock it down. That's what that's what we got accustomed to watching you doing. Um, so that season, you know, it, it, it was it was kind of uh, it, it kind of started a trend over the next couple of years. But but you started you ended that year with an eight and twenty one record. Um, at that point, what are you thinking? Um, I think you had a lot of success in high school, um, and. I think I speak for everybody when I say we're all glad that you stayed, but did transferring or anything like that ever cross your mind? Uh, I wouldn't say after the first year because, like, I'm a realistic person. And I averaged 1.9, so I didn't think I could, you know, get to a, a better situation with those numbers. So everything crossed my mind at that point, but I thought about it, but I, I had to be real with myself. So it just didn't make sense to leave when you average, and then we won eight games at the same time. So that wouldn't, that wouldn't. I didn't think there would be much interest in me. Well, like I said, we're all glad you stuck around, man. That sophomore season comes around. Um, you start to come in your own a little bit. Led the team in field goal percentage, assists, blocks, and steals. And that and that steals thing uh, is going to come up towards the end of the conversation, but. So second year on campus, um, you're seeing more minutes, probably figuring out life at the Division One level a little bit, I would assume. Um, mm-hmm. t- talk about that second year as far as you, you've been through the gauntlet already, that the very first year getting away from home, um, meeting the guys, knowing the coaching staff, and, and going through a Conference USA schedule. So what, what was that second year like? Uh, yeah, I would say it began the same way it finished, my, my freshman year finished. Uh, at first, I was just, like, going through the motions, but it felt easier. Like, the game felt easier, but I wasn't I wasn't doing more. And then uh, it was Thanksgiving. We had a few days off, so I drove home. Like, after we played Alabama and then I drove home that night. And, I, you know, it was a long eight, eight nine-hour ride, so I did a lot of thinking. And I was like, I have to change. I have to change what I'm doing because... I know I can be successful because the game feels a lot easier. So I just started uh, putting in more work. Like when I got back, I just started putting in more work. And then I actually saw immediate results. And we played South Alabama. I think we played yeah, South Alabama. And I had a really good game. And then that's when I just kept it going. You mentioned that South Alabama game. Um, I'm also looking at another game right here where you posted a career high uh, 26 points in the home finale versus Florida Atlantic, um, and you also had 11 rebounds that game. So the home finale, FAU, 26 and 11. Um, I, I, I mean, I would call that kind of kind of the high point of the season. Um, is personally for you, I think. Um, is that one of those just feeling it things? Was it one of those games where, uh, like, did you have any any idea? leading up to that game and the warm-ups or, or whatever, that you're going to have a day like that? No, actually, I didn't. Uh, I, I, rem- I don't even remember much about that game. I, I don't – I know I dunked on somebody. I know <laughs> I was making a lot of shots. I made 
it made like 11 field goals or something. 11. I didn't go to the free throw line, which I'm upset about because I could have more points. But yeah, I, I didn't go to the free throw. I didn't make any free throw. So I think I was, I made 11 field goals, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I was just like, I think I did one move with fast break. And I got like an and one where I kind of just tossed it up. And I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is kind of my night. And it just kept going from there. That's awesome, man. Any, anytime you can be in that zone, as they call it, uh, I, I think I think that we would all like to be able to experience that, uh, you know, once in our life. But Sutter missed that year. You know, we talked about the freshman year only got uh, eight wins. But the next year, uh, nine and 22. An improvement, only a one-game improvement, but an improvement nonetheless. And I, I would like to think that you grew up a lot as a basketball player that second year. Um, could you see the team kind of turning a corner heading into the next season? Yeah, uh, that year I feel like I feel like most games we had a chance to win. We just we just couldn't get over the hump most of the time. I think they had to do a lot of depth, depth and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I felt I felt that we played a lot a lot better. Especially like towards the end when we were just competing, even with the teams that were higher in the conference, uh, we were competing at a high level. At, at, but that year we just couldn't beat Mar. I mean, not Marshall. Uh, Rice. Sure. Which was, yeah, we couldn't beat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how that went. So, um, so that year's over with, and in the your junior season is that when is that when Coach Spoon came on board? Uh. No, I think he was there sophomore year, too. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Well, it's really cool to see that guy back in the building, you know, kind of a Sutter Miss, like a a living legend around here. It would be akin to if Brett Favre came back and coached the football team. Um, That's got to be pretty cool. Did you know anything about Spoon Um, growing up? I guess he was probably a little bit before your time, but guys in their 40s like me, uh, we remember him, you know, in the dunk contest as as a rookie in the league and... And uh, and having that tremendous NBA career, but do you know anything about Spoon, or do you have to go watch some highlights? Uh, I didn't. I heard the name before, but I didn't know much. Uh, well, I, my favorite player is Allen Iverson, so I kind of like. Right. I heard the name before. Yeah. They played together, so I I, I kind of knew his name, but I didn't know. You know, I didn't know how how good he was and all those stuff, but I know who he was. He ever put you on the phone with AI? No, I never asked. I got never you. Asked that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that now that you've now that you're done playing, maybe that could happen. But so let's get back to that junior season real quick. Um, and when I say you started to come into your own a little bit your sophomore year, I, I really feel like you did your junior season. I'm looking at 71 steals, 1,219 minutes played. Holy smokes! Um, those are both single season school records. Um, what is it about you with these with these steals? Have you always had like a knack for it, or is it a practice makes perfect thing? Is it coaching? Um, what is it with these steals? Uh, I think it's just playing a lot of basketball, like like in uh, Central Florida, in Orlando, the Orlando area, Kissimmee. Like playing a lot of basketball, especially in the summertime, and just just playing a lot and uh, having having instinct, just natural instincts, and and uh, quickness and athleticism to where it's just a perfect storm where when the ball when the ball is in the air or just knowing where the ball is about to go I, I can I can react on it and, and make a play sure 
Uh, you're the team's leading scorer that season at 16.6 points per game, uh, named to the Conference USA All-Tournament team after averaging 27.3 points per game in the tournament. Um, I, I don't know what you remember about that season or if any particular games stand out to you, but my goodness, you had yourself quite the tournament in the uh, CUSA Championships that year. I'm looking at 29 points in the opener versus FIU. 30 in the semifinal against Marshall, and 23 in the quarterfinal uh, against Middle Tennessee. And Middle Tennessee, I think, was ranked like 23rd in the country at that point. So um, just decide, just make a make a, make a deal with yourself. You know what? This tournament, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate. Or how'd that go down? Uh, actually, I don't know. It was I was in a like my the my level of focus that I was in was just at another level. Mm-hmm. I had like. I think it's because I had so much schoolwork. Like I was doing so much schoolwork that week. We were at uh, we were at conference that I was just I don't know. I was just so focused. Like even throughout the games, the games, even off the court, I was just I was just focused. And then I was kind of in a in a different mindset at that during that time. I think it has a lot to do with school because I was doing a lot of work. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> and then on top. of a lot of the guys, like from the, from my area in uh, Central Florida area, they're playing really good. Like like Fletcher McGee, he's from. I played against him a lot in high school, like so many times. And he was like he was playing really good. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, it was a few more guys, but I'm like, you know, they're playing good. So it's kind of like I had to live up to like those guys are playing good, so I had to too. But yeah, it was just. I think school had a lot to do with it, though. Cool, man. Very cool. Um, so with that, you know, and that year ended at a, with a 16 and 18 record. And I know from a fan's perspective, um, man, we were back on board. Uh, I've never really jumped off board because um, I love watching guys like you play, honestly. But uh, that 16 and 18 record and then the, you know, to cap it off with, with, with that, that big win over Middle Tennessee in the uh, tournament, um, to me – it, it felt like a clear turning point for the program. And I think going into this, this final year, there was just this excitement back. Did, did, did you guys feel that at all? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we knew, we knew uh, that the expectation got bigger and we had them for ourselves because we had like, we had five seniors and then we basically brought back the same team from last year besides D'Angelo. But so we knew we had to, we knew we could make a big improvement especially with a lot of young talent we had come in. So we knew we could make a big improvement from the year before. Sure. So here we go into that next season, your senior year, this past season, um, 20 and 13 overall, 11, seven in, in a uh, conference USA play tied for third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and maybe only like a game out of first place. So really just like you talked about getting over the hump a little earlier. Uh, we're talking about not only did you kind of get over the hump, you almost got, Completely over the hump, right? Uh, took this team to a 20 win. I mean, finally getting to 20 wins, that must have felt like a huge accomplishment to you guys. Yeah, it was, but I think, when did we get 20 wins? When we beat, uh, UTSA, if I'm not expecting, it's not, yeah, no, no, Marshall was the 20th win, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, so we were kind of in the conference mode at that time, so we didn't really think about it. But, uh, me and Kev had, we had talks about like we got to get to 20 wins, and me and Kevin, 
Yeah, it talks about that. So, yeah, it was on our minds, though, for sure. So the 20 wins was kind of on your mind towards the end of the year. Were there any goals for the team and maybe some personal goals? I know when that senior season rolls around, we talk to a lot of athletes, and it seems like they kind of just they want to do this. You know, the season will be successful if they, if they do this, if they score this many points, if they get to this level or whatever it was. Did you guys have any personal or team goals? Uh, yeah, the, the team goes to make it to the uh, NCAA tournament, which we thought we, we had a real shot. But I like uh, most of my personal goals they went out the, they went out the window when uh just just winning like we started winning and like I wasn't scoring I wasn't scoring every game but we were winning so it didn't yeah my personal goals it didn't matter it didn't matter it, once when we were winning it didn't matter to me. So I kind of threw I kind of threw those out the window when that started happening. Okay, I got I, I got to ask you a serious question here. You got to level with me. What, what what's the deal with Western? Why in the world can't we beat Western? <laughs> uh, I honestly I blame myself. Oh come on. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Because those are my three three of the worst games I had. But I think it's just I wasn't. I think I I should have. The real reason, I think I should have uh, put more of my imprint on the game, just on both sides, just being more more dominant. I think I was – I felt like I was being a, like more of a team player, but, like, I should have been more dominant in those games because I feel like the team needed me. But I think, if, yeah, if I would have played better in those games, I think we would have easily – we could have won, could have won those games easily. Well, I look at it like if you weren't in there – uh, how much we probably would have gotten beaten by. <laughs> yeah. But no, man. I mean, all, I mean, all joking aside, that's you know just uh, that's just fanboy in me coming out saying we look like we're better. I don't understand. They just have our number. It's it's probably how Louisiana Tech plays when they play us in football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, they had they had a lot of a lot of size and rebounding. Sure. And that sure. was that, that was our weakness, if if you if you say, but we still. We still could have done it, but we, that was just something we couldn't couldn't get over that hump. So, what would you attribute that twenty the the, the biggest part of the turnaround, the, the twenty win season? Is that just a natural progression? I know you mentioned the seniors um, and kind of having everybody back to this year, but um, is it like the addition of some key transfers maybe the year before? Uh, is it coaching, um, or, or did everything just kind of all come together that year, last year? Yeah. Yeah, everything. Uh, Dom, Dominic, Tyree, uh, Leonard, Bobin, like I, everybody we got that came in. Uh, the coaches, like we all, like I think the, the my junior year, me, me, Dom, and Tyree, I feel like we were all kind of jockeying. Like the whole year we were trying to see, like, who's the guy, because it was our first year playing together. Like not even who's the guy, but how we're going to mesh, like uh, who's going to get these amount of shots, you know, just all that. All the stuff that that don't really matter, but just just finding the chemistry, you know. Then this year it was all everything fell in line. As everything fell in line, we all we all found our little niche. So we just went with that, and and everybody played their role this year, just just to the best of their abilities. And then we we became a, a good team, for sure. And then we became uh, our defense. Because junior, our junior, we won the worst defensive teams in the league. 
then this year we were one of the best. So, you know, defense, defense, how you win. For sure. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned Tyree Griffin a minute ago. Um, Talk about playing with Tyree. I mean, you, you guys seem to have a chemistry on the court, and 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 neither one of you. Um, it seems like every every week when we were recapping what you guys did and looking forward to the next game, the one stat we always came back to was the amount of minutes played by specifically you and and Tyree. It, it seems like neither one of you guys just ever get tired, like in your life. Um, is that something you prided yourself on? Um, did, did you, you and Tyree just, uh, did, did you have that chemistry and did it, did it play with those, uh, did it play on the fact that neither one of you ever came out of the game? Uh, we, we had a, a natural, even, even in his red shirt year, like we had a natural chemistry. Uh, just, just because we both played hard and we played with that, that, that energy and, and we're both good players. So it just, it just, it was just a good, good match, good mix of, uh, talents. But sure. uh, now the thing is about coach tries to take us out the game, but like we let we kind of let him have it. We kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> let him hit, let the assist, like when we get on the bench, like we kind of let the assistant assistant coach hear our voice and uh, kind of be in their ear, just just like put me back in, like I'm good, like like when we come off the court, that's what we're saying, like like why are you taking me out, like I'm not even tired, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, that's usually how that conversation goes. Tyree usually look a lot more mad, a lot more upset than me. Like, especially, and then when we're on the bench together, we're both like, yeah, we're both we're both headaches when we get when we're not on the court. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. Well, that's what you want a player, somebody that doesn't want to come out. Um, and speaking of that, you played one thousand one hundred and eleven minutes of basketball this year. Um, averaged 13.2 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, and had 68 steals. There's that word, steals again, making you number one in all-time Southern Miss history. And for good measure, you added 26 blocks. I mean, what a year, right? Yeah, I feel I feel like I did a lot better defensively. But offensively, I, I, I took a – I think I took a step back. But it was, it was best for the team, I felt like. So yeah, I had no issue with it. All right, man. So now it's done. I mean, basketball Southern Miss is done. What's what's next for Cortez Edwards? Uh, just trying to begin my pro career, man. Just uh, most likely probably gonna go overseas somewhere. Just trying to figure, just you know, just see what the process is about. Uh, just find the right situation for myself. You know, just try to start my going into my rookie year, starting off my career the right way. For sure. So, so what's school looking like? Are, are you gonna graduate? Uh, you graduating in uh, in May? Yep, yep. I just have to pass one class. Sweet. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, so, it, so when your time here at USM is done, and that, and that time is is growing closer by the day, um, what will you take away from your time at USM and and try to apply to the next phase of your life? Uh, just uh, pretty much just get the job done, no matter what. Uh, I was faced coming out, faced with a lot of a lot of things, you know. The as a player that a lot of players don't have to deal with, you know, with the uh, sanctions and all that. Mm-hmm. And still, still find a way, you know, rebuilding, coming back up, coming building the team back up, becoming a leader. Just no matter what, just get the job done is what I. I uh, I've learned from this. 
Right, man. Well, well, I'll get you out of here in a couple seconds. But like I said in the open, um, you know, you're one of my favorite players uh, that ever that ever put on the uniform. And for the last four years, you've been my only favorite player. Uh, thanks for doing this interview, man. Thank you for choosing Southern Miss. I, I think I speak for all of Golden Eagle Nation when I say that I enjoyed watching you play and the way you represented the university on and off the court. It, it was top-notch and admirable. Um I, I really, really do truly appreciate it. Um, is there anything else that you would like to uh, add to the uh, Golden Eagle faithful out there? Uh, all I got to say is Southern Miss to the top. Thank you for having me. That was Cortez Edwards. Special thanks to Cortez for coming on the show. Jason, another bang-up job there with the interview. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, There was a new director of athletics named at Southern Miss this week, and they had the press conference today. Rodney Bennett introduced Jeremy McLean. Jeremy McLean was on the staff here a couple of years back. The past few years, since 2015, he has been the director of athletics at Troy University. He's done some incredible things there for the Trojan fan base, for the Trojan student-athletes, the program as a whole. Prior to his time at Southern Miss, he was the director of athletics at Delta State. So he's a guy that knows the area. He seemed really excited to be back here. I'm going to play his clip from the press conference today so you can just you can hear what he had to say. I know a lot of people missed that press conference for various reasons. So here's the audio from his part of the press conference. You can hear that he's poised. You can hear that he's comfortable. You can hear that he's glad to be back here in Hattiesburg, and we're happy to have him. So here he is. Here's Jeremy McLean. Wow. Um, I should probably just stop th- stop this there. I don't know if I can top that, Dr. Bennett. Thank you so much for uh, uh, that warm welcome. Um, just really humbled by by uh, the reception we've received over the last few days. Uh, it's been um, just, just, just really, our family's really thankful for that and, and uh, what we've seen over the last few days and how we've been treated. So thank you guys so much. I am humbled and honored to be standing here today. Um, Back here at Southern Miss, I want to thank you all for coming out. Thanks to our, our friends in the media for making the effort to be here. And uh, it's a big day. Uh, I know, Dr. Bennett, thank you for your comments about it being a, day for, a big day for Southern Miss. Um, but it's a big day for our family, and we're so glad to be home. Uh, I need to say some thank yous. Obviously, uh, I'm going to be- begin with Dr. Bennett and, and our IHL board. Thank you for your confidence in me. Uh, I know this is a... Uh, a uh, critical job at a critical time for this institution, and, and I'm just so thankful uh, for your confidence in me, and 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 uh, I take great pride in that. And we'll get up every day to make sure that um, that you are proud of what we're doing. I want to say thanks as well to Jeff Mitchell and Brian Morrison. Uh, appreciate what you guys have done in this interim period over the past several months. Uh, Jeff, I've I've done that, and and I know it's a challenging, challenging position. You've handled it um, uh, in in a, in a wonderful way. Um, which is not a surprise to me. You and I have known each other for a long time, and uh, the fact that you've been first class and handled it in a fantastic way is not surprising at all. I look forward to working with you and Brian for a long, long time. Uh, I want to thank uh, – I need, I need to thank um, Chancellor Jack Hawkins uh, and the people in Troy. Uh, and, and the reason I need to do that is because, you know, they opened their arms to our family four years ago when we left Hattiesburg. We were leaving a place that we really, really loved here in Hattiesburg. And we went over to Troy, and, and they loved on our family, and they made us feel at home. And, and they, they, it's been a wonderful four years, uh, and they have, they have loved us 
uh, in a way that we couldn't have imagined. So I want to thank all the people there, uh, Chancellor Jack Hawkins, the Board of Trustees at Troy, and all the people who've been a part of our family for the past four years. Um, and then I want to say thank you to my family, my mom and dad who made the trip uh, down to, uh, it's, a, it's a shorter trip now, so they were really excited about that. They made the trip down today. Um, my brothers, um, Sydney and David, who, who are not here today, but who were very instru instrumental in my life. And, and, uh, I'm a middle, I'm a middle child of, you know, three brothers. So, uh, maybe that's where some of my toughness comes from, but, uh, wouldn't wanted to do it any other way. And then my family, you guys have seen them up on stage. My wife, who's, uh, been my saving grace more times than she probably should have had to, but, uh, she's an unbelievable Christian and our kids. Uh, Cannon, Piper, and Kate, and and that that's Team McLean. You got they're going to be the biggest Golden Eagle fans out there, and they're going to be at all the games, and they're going to uh, like good fans. They sometimes question the decisions of the AD, but uh, but that's okay. That's okay. All good fans should, and so you're going to see them uh, at every event. And they're going to be a big part of what we're doing, um, and I just appreciate how much you guys have done for me. Um, as you can see, the good Lord has blessed me. Um, probably more than I deserve, and, and, that, and that includes the opportunity to stand here in front of you today. It feels great to be coming home to the state of Mississippi. Um, I'm born in Hulka, Mississippi, a town of about 800 in North Mississippi. Uh, Christy was born and raised in Calhoun City. Uh, we are Mississippi to the core, and uh, so we are thrilled to be back here, be back in the Magnolia State, and, and it, is, it is a part of who we are, uh, and it really is, is uh, such a big part of our makeup. And it feels great to be coming home to Southern Miss. Um, this is a place that was really instrumental in our career, in our lives. Our kids have, did a lot of growing up here, and uh, it feels great to be coming home. Uh, Jeff Hammond, General Jeff Hammond, took a, a chance on a, uh, a young Division II AD uh, to help him make the transition to Division I back in 2012. And uh, I can't thank him enough for that opportunity and what he did for me. He really gave me a chance not just to be a part of this program, but to have significant impact and make decisions that, that were really imp important for this institution, but important for me as a leader. Uh, and then I had the great pleasure to work with Bill McGillis for a couple of years after that. And, and the same thing with him. Bill gave me great opportunities to continue to grow as a leader in college athletics. And so much learned from those two guys, and I'm so very thankful for them. You know, Southern Miss is a special place um, with a long, long history of success athletically. I think if you ask anybody around the country, if you randomly walked up to somebody and said, hey, what do you, what do you know about Southern Miss? What do you think about Southern Miss? They're going to start naming off big wins, you know, Florida States and the Alabamas and the Auburns. Uh, they're going to talk about the great coaches that have been here, you know, Jeff Bauer, uh, Coach Turk, uh, Hill Denson, Coach Palmer. Uh, the list goes on and on. Kay James. The list goes on and on. They're going to talk about the great athletes who played on these fields. Uh, Brett Favre, Reggie Collier, Sammy Winder, Ray Guy, Brian Dozier, Courtney Blades, Clarence Weatherspoon. That's a long, long list. So people understand the legacy and the history that's here at Southern Miss, and it's a great foundation to build on. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to embrace our history. We're going to embrace that success. But it's also time for us to begin to forge a path forward and start thinking about what our future looks like. And that's what I'm going to be focused on. We're going to embrace that history, embrace that success, but we're going to figure out the path forward and figure out how do we, how do we write, you know, our future? How do we make sure that our future is as bright as our past has been? And here's, here's a few things that we're going to do to build a culture of success 
um, based on really a few common goals for our athletic department. One, we're going to be student-athlete focused. Every decision we make as a department, as leaders in our department, as hiring coaches, hiring staff, it's going to be focused on, on how does it affect our student-athletes. Is this going to allow them to be better? Is, it going to, is this going to allow them to reach their full potential, to be the best version of themselves? Um, we're going to make sure that our student-athletes are not only graduating, but that when they graduate, when they walk across that stage, we've prepared them for what's next. You know, my goal is when student athletes leave our, our, our department, that they either have a job or they're interviewing for jobs and are prepared for what's next in their life. So we're going to be student athlete focused. That's going to be uh, a priority for us every day in a decision making process. And we're going to operate with integrity. Everything from how we function when it comes to the NCAA manual, state laws, Conference USA, to how we treat people. We're going to operate with integrity. You know, I think sometimes integrity really is pretty simply summed up. You know, it's about making difficult decisions, maybe even when it's, excuse me, making the right decision, even when it, and it may be a little bit difficult. So we're going to operate with integrity. We're going to treat people the right way, and we're going to do it at a level that you all can be proud of. I want people to say, Southern Miss Athletics, that's the way you do it. That's a first-class operation, and we're really proud to be associated with it. We're going to be in the campus and in the community. Um, we're, going to, we're going to take every opportunity we get to be in front of people talking about Southern Miss, listening to people who want to share their thoughts about Southern Miss. We're going to be out in front making sure that we do those things, and we're going to do that in a way that, that, that allows us to grow our brand. You know, I think it's really important at this point in our history that we grow our brand and we grow our fan, fan base. And so we're going to be out in the community taking those opportunities and, and, and really using those opportunities to ref reflect positively on this department. And we're going to maximize our resources. Okay, and I know that may be a little bit of a buzzword, resources, right? We're going to maximize our resources. And, and, and I've said this, and I'm, I'm a, I'll stand up and say it to anybody who asks me, uh, I'm not afraid of challenges when it comes to what resources may be or where we're positioned here and there. We're going to maximize our resources. That means growing our Eagle Club. That means increasing ticket sales. But it also means scrubbing every opportunity we get. We're going to renegotiate, we're going to take a, evaluate and renegotiate contracts that give us a better opportunity to position ourselves. We're going to be creative when it comes to, um, our, our revenue resources. We're going to leave no stone unturned in making sure that our student athletes and our coaches have everything we can provide them to be successful. And we're going to win championships. Okay. You guys can play this back for me later. All right. I'm not scared of it. And I know I've got coaches in the room and none of them are going to be scared of it either. We're going to win championships and that's not easy. Everybody else in our conference is wanting to do the same thing. Um, but we're going to put our coaches and our student athletes in a position to get it done. And it may not happen in a year's time, and it may not happen in two years' time, but we're going to work every day with a goal in mind to win championships. And so that, and again, I, I, we're not afraid of that. We're not going to shy away from it. Uh, I'm not saying it's easy, but that's going to be our objective, and we're going to be laser-focused on doing that. However, the things I just told you can only happen if we're all pulling the rope in the same direction. I mean, our student-athletes our coaches, our staff, the people in this room, the people across campus. If you, if you 
hold a, a, a degree from Southern Miss or if you wear a golden eagle on your shirt, we've all got to be pulling the rope in the same direction or it can't happen. And so that's going to be where our focus is going to be, making sure that we all have that same goal and we're all willing to do what it takes to get it done. I'm a real big believer that your thoughts and your words determine your fate. Right, you're looking at a guy that played professional baseball. I probably shouldn't have played past high school based on talent. Uh, but I'm just a firm believer that if you think it and you work at it, great things can happen. And I'm never going to apologize for that, and I'm never going to shy away from that. And so we're going to be focused on talking and thinking about the things that are going to make us successful. There is zero room with me for negativity. We're not going to talk about what we don't have. We're not going to talk about what we haven't done in the past. We're going to focus on the future, where we're going, and what it's going to take to get it done. So my vision for this department is to be one of the best group of five programs in the country, not in our conference, not in the Southeast region, but to be a, a, a program that people say Southern Miss does it the right way. I'm not sure how they pull it off, but they do it the right way. And so that's my vision for this program. And, and again, it's not a two, three-year type vision, but long-term, that's where we want to get to. And to do that, as I've said a couple of times, we've got to remove barriers. What we can't do is allow barriers to stand in the way of our coaches' ability to be successful. We can't allow barriers to stand in the way of our student-athletes and their opportunities to reach their full potential. And so we've got to continue to remove those barriers. So I say all that to say this, to put it in real simple terms for you. I want you to be proud, okay? I want you to be proud of our student-athletes, I want you to be proud of our brand. I want you to be proud every time you put that Southern Miss logo shirt on. I want you to be proud to brag to your friends. On Monday morning, I want you to, whoever's sitting next to you at work, and they want to talk about what's happening someplace else in the state of Mississippi, I want you to be able to brag about what we're doing here on this campus. I want you to be proud to hold a degree from Southern Miss. I want you to be proud to be a Golden Eagle. And so every day when we get up, we're going to work as hard as we can to make you proud. And understand this, I'm standing here today because I, I firmly believe that together we can raise the bar for this athletic department to a place it's never been. And that is saying a lot. I started this by talking about all the great wins and all the great coaches and all the great players. But I firmly believe that if we pull the rope in the same direction, we can set a, a new bar, some things that have never been accomplished here on this campus athletically. And rest assured, I'm going to wake up every day making sure we're doing that. We're, we're working our butts off to make that happen. And, and so in closing, let me, let me say again how proud we are and excited we are to be home and to be Golden Eagles. And I so look forward to the future. Southern Miss. That was new Southern Miss Athletic Director Jeremy McLean. Glad to have Jeremy on board. We'll talk more about the new AD on the upcoming weeks of the show, and hopefully we can get him on here as well. If you are in the Hattiesburg area, do not forget, vote on Tuesday, April 20th, for the One Cent Parks and Recreation proposal. You can go to One Future Hattiesburg to find out more info, or if you want anything like a yard sign, or if you want to help volunteer to make this happen, 
Go check out OneFutureHattiesburg.com. All right, let's shut it down. Special thanks to our guest, Cortez Edwards. You can follow him on Twitter at Cortez15 underscore. You can follow us on Twitter at ToTheTopTalk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. On Facebook as well and Instagram. Next comedy show coming up, we've talked about it the past few weeks, Last for Life with Frank Caliendo and special guest Keith Special guest Keith Alberstadt on Friday, August the 2nd at the Sanger Theater here in Hattiesburg. Don't forget to vote for To The Top Talk for Best Local Podcast in this year's Best of the Pine Belt Awards. Do it for Bump. A couple of shout-outs. Shout-outs to our friends at collegesportsunfiltered.com and the man that slings the graphics for us every week, Drew Wick. Look for To The Top Talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe, give us a rating and a review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>